the morning after. The movies. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! Ah! Uncensored, spoiler-filled movie reviews and fun only available at xrock.com. I'm gonna scissor kick you in the back of the head. Movie time. Hey, buddy, ever heard of a lie? Hey, have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beat until you... Pissed! Blood! Starts now. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. All right, welcome to Morning After the Movies podcast, Call of the Wild edition. My name is Nick, alongside Randy, and our special guest this week is Josh Morrison. We are live from the uh, Cinemark Majestic Theaters in uh, beautiful Meridian. Uh, they are doing a complete revamp of these things, but if you get a chance, you should come and check out a movie. Uh, it's going to be completely and totally open by the uh, beginning of March, uh, but right now they have the uh, the luxury heated loungers, which are absolutely amazing place to uh, watch a movie. Uh, the heated seats are so good especially in the winter time and of course they also have a really cool Groupon promo going on right now you can have uh, grab a membership for one or three months at Cinemark on Groupon.com and save yourself up to 29% off so it gives you a chance to save yourself on some snacks and movies and even no ticket fees online when you buy your ticket fees so check out the Groupon deal right now courtesy of the Cinemark Majestic Theaters it's only available for a limited time and it is time for us to talk a little bit about Call of the Wild the Harrison Ford vehicle but really Randy, at the end of the day, it's a CGI dog vehicle, is it not? Very much a dog vehicle. Actually, animals altogether. Lots of wildlife. Call of the wild. Call of the wild, dude. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, Spoiler free, what did you think of Call of the Wild? Okay, so it took me a while to get over the CGI part. You kind of mentioned that a minute ago. It uh, was very apparent that the dogs weren't real dogs. They were very much computerized dogs. So it took probably... Oh, you mean they, did the fact that they could understand what the humans were saying give it away? <laughs> <laughs> and they basically were having a nonverbal conversation with every human in the movie? That too. I was waiting for one to talk. But um, <laughs> more so the movements and whatnot. I mean, they looked, they actually looked really cool. Mm-hmm. But I just it took me probably half the movie to get that out of my head. To, yeah. to finally yeah. like put that aside and just follow along with the story and enjoy the movie because the shots I mean were beautiful as far as the scenery and all all that stuff Mm -hmm. so it took a while to get past that point but then I did and I started to really enjoy it more once I can kind of let that go got in the storyline a little bit I'm not familiar with the book maybe I am I just don't remember the book so all this was new to me didn't know what was going to happen there I felt there was a lot of predictable things and I'll kind of tell you what those are in the spoilers but I didn't get emotional as much as I thought maybe I would, and that's yeah. probably more spoiler stuff too. But um, overall, if we're ah, man, it's the part where we're to grade it. <laughs> I was I was kind of okay because all the CGI stuff early on, I was going like okay, I'm in like the D range. Okay, then it kind of lifted to a C. Towards the mm-hmm. end, I would say like C minus or sorry, C plus to B minus. Okay, right in yeah. there. All right. Yeah. So overall, you enjoyed the movie more than you thought you would. I did. Yeah, there are a couple hurdles to get past, but once I did, I kind of let go and just enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, Josh, you're a two-time Tony nominee. <laughs> what did you think of the performances in the movie and and Call of the Wild in general? Without getting into the spoilers, I uh, first I appreciate the opportunity very much. Of course, it was, man. It was wonderful. But uh, I, I got to say, I'm not a dog person. So coming into this, uh, and I did kind of remember reading the book, but uh, not a lot of details like Randy there. The overly fuzzy dogs <laughs> were, were pretty uh, pretty much a, a deal breaker from the beginning, and I was really worried about the story. But again, about 30 minutes, 45 minutes in, yeah. I'm like, all right, let's go. What's next? What's the next plot point? Let's go. I was uh, I, I was super excited. By the, by the end, I was in it wholesale. 
I'm going B plus. All right, nice. Now, any familiarity with the source material on your end? Did it did it strike a chord? Do you remember yeah. it at all? Yeah, I definitely remember reading it in like junior high, maybe first year of high school. I, I started to remember a lot of the story as we went along, but. It was definitely divergent from the source. Yes, yeah. uh, and and so uh, you recommend it as well. Yeah, uh, Call oh, yeah. of the Wild was yeah, good, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I, ver- I I'm not going to say vividly remember the story in the book, but I think I remember it a little bit more than I normally would, only because it was the first book that I remember reading as an assignment in school, and then as I don't know if it was like a, I'm sure it was part of the curriculum, but we also saw the Charlton Heston movie in the class oh. afterwards. And that was like the first time that it ever happened where we all read the book as the class oh, and then we got right. to watch the movie as the class. <laughs> so we could go, oh, okay, here's what they took from the movie yeah. and here's what they made out of it. And so that's why I remember some of the plot of the movie because we talked at length about the differences between the book yeah. and the movie. And so Josh is right. It, it is very much uh, not like the book uh, in, in, in ways that we're going to get into in the spoiler section. So you don't really have to know a whole lot about the source material in order to go in here oh, yeah. and just go, okay, well, I know nothing about Call of the Wild, and that's that's okay. I think it does a pretty good job of giving you a narrative story, beginning, middle, and end. Uh, while some of those things may be definitely different from the book, you, you can go in blind and not feel like yeah. you're lost by yeah. any stretch of the imagination, which is good. Uh, how did you guys think Harrison Ford did? I, you know, as, as a narrator, I was really worried we weren't going to actually see the character. I thought it was just going to be a voiceover. <laughs> and then I, I started to get worried, oh, is this just a movie with a bunch of voiceover? But when they introduced the character, which is pretty quick, I, I was really excited. I wanted to know, okay, where are we going with this? Is this just a bit part? And then we're going to get back into the voiceover work. It was, it was really interesting. The narration, even from the beginning, I was, I was like, that's an old fella uh, talking old, at me. He is old. Um, you could definitely hear the age in his voice there. He's not not the Star Wars Harrison Ford anymore. No, not no. anymore. But uh, he did uh, do a pretty good job. I mean, I, I did enjoy. I mean, the role caused called for some physical things. Yeah. Yeah. And you could see them cut away pretty quickly <laughs> once things got physical. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Harrison Ford chasing down the dog. He only chases him down for like two steps before they cut away to something else. Oh, yeah. And then he's like probably in between takes going, ah, 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 <laughs> and chasing down some green guy in a, in a suit on a set. But either way, uh, I thought he did a, a pretty good job. I would recommend it as well. Uh, I would probably put it in the solid B minus B area too. Yeah. Um, it was it was better than I had thought, but there are some issues that we're going to get into spoiler-wise. But I would think uh, between the three of us, I would certainly say that it's probably a movie worth checking out in the theater. Agree or disagree, Randy? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I going back to Harrison Ford thing real quick. I kind of with Josh. I wondered for a minute if he was only going to make that appearance, yeah. and because it went away from him for a while, I was like, and now he's just a narrator. <laughs> right. He's got to pop up again. Right. But I was thinking about this too in the the boat scene when they're in the kayak. How it actually is super impressive that he yeah that dog's not there. There's yeah. no no other actor yeah. there. He's pretty much by himself acting. What most of the movie really, or you know, all his scenes, yeah, which is super impressive to you. I think when he's going through those lines, he's not. There's no back and forth with anybody. He's just doing it, right? And, uh, well, well, to be fair, there is a tennis ball hanging there for him <laughs> to know. Where. There may, there may actually be a dude in like a green suit that's just supposed to be the dog on set for all we know. But still, yeah. he, he's he's not it, acting you're right. You're right. or reacting to anything. He's just kind of out there in space doing what he does. But yeah, I mean, overall, it was good. I mean, there's 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 surprisingly more people in the movie than I thought that I had recognized. I mean, uh, Karen Gillian from Guardians of the Galaxy is in it very briefly. Oh. Uh, and uh, and Dan That's Stevens, who was in um, Beauty and the Beast and is on 
um, Legend, uh, Legion, excuse me, on FX, uh, played the big bad guy oh, man, in the film. Was, yeah. And so uh, there's some there's some people in the movie uh, for a book that really didn't have a whole lot of supporting characters, yeah, all things no. considered. Yeah, yeah. When, uh, when did that book, what grade was that? Dude, well, for me, it, we, I th- I'm pretty sure it was freshman year in high school for me. Um, but the yeah. book came out in like the 60s. I mean, it's huh. it's an old ass book. I mean, I know the, the title. I, I, at some point, it was probably a signed reading that I forgot about. Because you said it was the first one you can remember. The first one for me was Outsiders. But I, <laughs> right, and that was a great movie too. But well, the, fir- the, the first book I remember is Of Mice and Men because that's the oh, first that, yeah, actual yeah. book yeah. that I remember reading in high school that I actually or in, in school period that I actually enjoyed. And then this one was the first one that we actually watched a movie that followed up, so that's why it sticks out in my head. But yeah. huh. either way, it's definitely worth checking out. We recommend that you do check it out at the Cinemark Majestic Theaters here in Meridian. It is a beautiful theater. The heated seats, the, the loungers, and of course the Groupon deal that's going on for a limited time. Check that out. Do a search for it on Groupon and grab yourself a part of the movie club because you can save yourself some cash and see a movie in a completely renovated theater, which is pretty awesome, man. The screens are great here. The sound system is completely uh, redone. I mean, it is not the Majestic Theater that you were familiar with from a couple years ago. It's a brand new thing that you definitely need to check out in person. So that is the general review of Call of the Wild starring Harrison Ford. Let's get into the spoilers. Spoiler ahead! Spoiler! Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! Randy, spoilers, get into it, dude. Okay, so I mentioned it was a little predictable, and I don't know what happened in the book. You guys can talk about that. Uh, well, I'll talk about I it. Because I assumed, I thought there was going to be more dog death. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Well, I, we got warned. We got warned standing out front like there's going to be dog <laughs> yeah. death. There is literally no dog None. death. None on None. screen, for sure. Uh, but they, they take out so much death yeah. in, in, in that's yeah. in the book that, I mean, I, I was trying to think, like, I guess they wanted to make it a family-friendly totally. movie. So, so from the moment the trailers rolled, I was like, "This is not the story of the adventure into the great dangerous north." Right. This is we're we're seeing trailers for a Minions movie and and some other you know family-friendly stuff. I was immediately like, "Maybe this isn't the story we're all thinking we're getting into here." No. That's weird because I saw the trailer and I was like, "There's no way I'm taking my kids to this because <laughs> there's a bunch of dogs that are going to die." Because yeah. even from yeah. the trailer, yeah. you're like things are going to get violent and dogs are going to get beat. And to be fair. There's a fair amount of animal abuse yes. in the movie, yeah. and that was and the part that made me think that okay, this is not family friendly. Yeah, no, and it's it, even when it's CGI dogs, it's still really hard, hard to watch, to watch. Yeah. animal abuse. It's really yeah. hard to watch dogs getting beat down, even when they're yeah. just CGI dogs. But you're still just like, oh god, I don't like any part of it. But I, I mean, so if you were kind of turned off or freaked out or don't want to see dogs die, I guess I understand where you're coming from, <laughs> and you don't have to worry about it. But like in the book, Buck is like a straight up killer. Like I mean, yeah. he he kills that lead dog out in the snow this dog doesn't yeah. just wander off and say goodbye to everybody <laughs> that dog off. dies yeah. and uh he's a hunter from the word go kind of like he chases down the rabbit he certainly doesn't let those rabbits live yeah and then you know when he when he gets into the wild he kills a bunch of things too and protects a bunch of humans and kills a mm-hmm. bunch of people so buck is a straight-up killer and that's kind of the thing that that makes it so interesting is that he is domesticated uh despite this part wolf kind of thing part saint bernard that he is and in this movie that's not really he's more of like a a dog and yeah. then he's like, "Oh yeah, I've got I've got some wolf in me," and it's kind of the other way around in the in the book. Yeah, yeah, they don't. They just show him as like this big dog. Mm-hmm. They don't explain mm-hmm. why he's such a powerful, massive dog. And they even show so many scenes where he's just towering above every mm-hmm. other dog. Yeah, and they they do nothing to explain it. It just is that is Buck. Also, yeah. uh, Buck 
awful dog at the beginning of the movie. I mean, just a bad <laughs> dog. Like, I mean, I'm like, God, this is the dog we're rooting for. He's such an a-hole. He's running around, oh, knocking yeah. people over, eating everything. He's a whole a, feast in the first, like, 10 dog. minutes. <laughs> a bad dog. So, uh, overall, the, the biggest question I had, I guess, was, was about the narration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, in God's name, does Harrison Ford nar- narrate this movie? How do he, I mean? Because he tells the whole backstory of yeah. Buck and and his old masters and how the dog was feeling when all this stuff happened. There's no way the Harrison Ford character knew any of that because yeah. he didn't even come in contact with uh, him yeah, until yeah. well after he had left his original master. But yet we're telling the story through the eyes of Harrison Ford or Jack Thornton, and it's still really weird to me that he's the narrator when there's no way he can know a vast majority of those details that are involved in, in the... I didn't think about that. I mean, I'm cool yeah. with the narrator, but it's just weird. I mean, obviously, they paid the money for Harrison Ford, so get that guy and do some VO <laughs> with him, but how he's the narrator of this movie is very, very strange to me. But still, it, it does work at the end of the day. That's just me nitpicking because there's no way that we're, you know, we're told this whole story through the eyes of him, and, and it's through the character. You know, He's yeah. not just a storyteller. Yeah. Somebody has to tell it. Because he's talking about his son, and he's right. talking about all this stuff, all these right. emotions, but there's no way he can know what the dog was feeling or or the, the previous backstory, unless, of course, Buck had uh, you know, dictated the story to him <laughs> in some crazy fever dream he had while he was drunk on whiskey. Well, I, th- I think Randy alluded to it. I mean, they were interacting with the humans pretty pretty well so that he might have just sat there one night but this is this is what happened so you know <laughs> it's true uh anything else you wanted to hit on the spoiler side of things randy so in the so the book does the dog die at the end no no the oh. dog does not die at the end. A wolf. uh okay. yeah he but he also the dog does not have puppies with a timber wolf <laughs> and no. uh, become the, the big leader and scare <laughs> off a bear either that doesn't happen okay. in the book but so that's where i started to figure it out I was like, there was a point where i just knew okay harrison ford's probably gonna die and yeah. then the dog's gonna it's gonna be a really sad moment because the dog's gonna stay behind and live in his home as they're saying and so yeah I kind of well, braced for that. This sucks, but Harrison Ford is the age now where, where you almost have to go into every movie he's in and going, he's yeah. going to die in this because there's yeah. no way you could continue this story. He's just, yeah. he's 80 years old, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why Han Solo had to die. That's why this guy mm-hmm. has to die. I guarantee mm-hmm. Indiana Jones is as good as dead in the next one that they make. Yeah, and so it, it's it's you just have to because he's that age. And so he's got to go. But also in the book, Jack Thornton dies. A little bit of a different way that I remember. Like, I, I also remember, um, you know, the characters that they make kind of good in this movie are pretty bad in the book like the um the the mail delivery people i maybe i'm wrong but i'm i remember them being pretty awful people in the book Mm. and like fairly abusive to the animals as well and they come off pretty good here and the um like uh the the people that end up buying them afterwards that are bad people obviously with that where we are introduced to dan stevens the bad guy whose name i don't even know um, no. but they're they're pretty p- terrible, and they like starve a bunch of the dogs to death because oh, really? you know she has all that crap on that sled, and they end up getting rid of the food instead of like the record player, <laughs> and so they end up starving the dogs to death. It's an awful, terrible way for most of those. But all those dogs that that Buck was with, <laughs> they're all dead in the book. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, well, no, they, 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 here they, they got away. No, wait, no, they, man. They, they they went down that river. That was the end of them. No, but then remember he, he said, said they they ran away, oh, so they yeah. all live in he the came movie. Back even. all mad. Oh, yeah, because they had ran away. Yeah. Man, ex- why, why explain that little tiny detail? They don't want any dogs to die. Because yeah. right, right, right. your mind is thinking, oh, they definitely did. And okay. then they're saying, no, nope, they right. didn't. <laughs> and how did they find, like, I, 
I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but all that gold is just there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no what one happened? found that ever yeah. in the history of time. That like, was also weird. Like in the in the book, uh, while Harrison Ford it goes out of his way in the movie to say, "I'm not a prospector. I'm not in the mood for gold." Like in the book, he's after that that same city that the dude is after. Yeah. And so he's that's why they go on this adventure and they tie it into the child in the movie. But he's very much into gold, not like a crazy gold prospector right. kind of dude. But he's kind of on this adventure too. He gets caught up in it because it's a story that his son once said. And so he is down to to go into the gold. He doesn't just stumble into a gigantic gold mine that somebody ab- abandoned for yeah. some reason, even though there's gold <laughs> everywhere, visible to the naked eye the second you walk into the river. Uh, which would be a weird thing to, get, to leave if you're a prospector, uh, unless you're dead and they didn't find a dead body in that cabin. They just no, found no. an empty cabin. And the, the dog is pulling nuggets out of the river the size of its head. <laughs> a, a, an inordinately big dog yeah. is pulling out large. It just, it was bizarre. That was a good comedic point. It was. At the same time, it was. it was like, that's massive. There's no way. It, it was weird to me with the CGI, like how good they can make some of those dogs look, particularly yeah. in, in some particular scenes. But the worst CGI in the film was that fire at the end of the cabin. Oh, it looks log falling. so bad. <laughs> I was like, how can they make the dogs look so good and they mess up fire? That was really bad. <laughs> they spent the budget, man. Yeah. Dog budget, fire budget. Yeah, it was totally just left over. Like, oh, we got to do a fire. Uh, <laughs> other things that I wanted to get to, uh, ladies, if you're on the fence, you do see Harrison Ford shirtless in this movie. <laughs> so if you want to see what it's like to see Harrison Ford take a bath in a river and look all shirtless. By the way, looks great. That's <laughs> a delightful say, scene. Delightful for scene. as old as we're saying he is, it's like, oh, this yeah. guy's got way more muscle than I do. <laughs> he looks Looks great for his age, and uh, and also uh, I, I do believe as much fun as it was to see those two on the adventure. Uh, I'm almost positive Harrison Ford would have died at least five times <laughs> on that trip yeah. from there. Yeah, yeah. The the cabin he was living into the cabin he ends up living in. I mean, he's dead four times in that river alone when they're when they're white river rafting in a canoe <laughs> down three waterfalls, and he's still steering into it. It's wonderful. Yeah. He's rowing into the. <laughs> Into the rapids. Well, that dog makes some pretty massive saves throughout the movie. It's like, wow, (laughs) there's a lot of things he does. Yeah, that dog's smart. Buck is smart, for sure. How the dog stayed in the canoe while they go over the waterfall. That's what I mean. Both of them are as good as dead. From the cinematography standpoint, they shot a lot of overhead shots of that canoe, and there's this tiny little bundle of supplies in the middle of the canoe. (laughs) And I'm like, aren't they on a multi-day journey way off the beaten path? Don't you need a little more? They hunt as they go. (laughs) Also, harmonicas were huge back in the day, yeah. guys. Yeah. They were huge. Size of your hand, man. Yeah, I mean, that's a big old harmonica. <laughs> that was a really big piece of the movie was that harmonica. <laughs> it showed up a lot. It was it the did. thread that tied it all together. It did, yeah. It was, the, it was how we were introduced to Harrison Ford, and it's how he uh, he basically passed away. Um, Josh, anything is spoilerific that, that you want to get into that maybe we haven't covered at all? Honestly, we, we touched on, on just about everything that was a sticking point for me. Remember, I was the one who thought it was a B+. B plus. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I liked it. it. Yeah, I no genuinely, by the end of it, I'm like, oh, gosh, I, this is so wonderful. And we are just nitpicking. I mean, it is a movie that we all enjoyed. We're just having fun with some of the stuff because it is fun to have fun with it. But, you know, if, if you, and, and I would say, I wasn't sure I was going to say this going in, but, you know, this is actually a movie you can bring your kids to and probably not yeah. feel bad. Yeah. about it as long as you yeah. sit down and talk to him and go listen animal abuse whether it's cgi or otherwise is not okay you know the club stuff that comes up a couple times in the movie and the whipping and that kind of stuff not cool but as long as they're cool with that you're not going to see a whole lot of death and you know there's some emotion but not like a super sad movie either you yeah. know that's what i was saying i didn't i thought i was expecting to maybe tear up a little bit there's gonna be some really sad scenes because whenever there's the animals involved yeah. and they die in the movie it's it's really sad but with this i mean it wasn't i mean yes the harrison ford part was but it wasn't i don't know it wasn't as emotional you weren't sad about that little rabbit that the, uh, the husky took out? No, no. 
for a minute, I thought the rabbit was going to live too because it kind of <laughs> jumped for a minute and then it was not there. Right. Dead. So, but yeah. Uh, so overall, we say Call of the Wild was a surprisingly enjoyable experience. Check it out if you get a chance. Thank you very much to the Cinemark Majestic Theaters for again hosting this podcast. And remember, as you kind of go through the whole uh, podcast section here of xrock.com, there's lots of old episodes of Morning After the Movies that you can check out and see if you want to check out the movie. And then once you see it, you can go back and re-listen to it and uh, check out the spoiler side of things. So we'll be back again next week. I think we talked about it, Randy. I think The Invisible Man is what we're going to see. I think that's it. Our yeah. first horror movie of the year. Bum, Have we bum, seen bum. trailers for that yet? Oh, are you kidding me? You're joking, right? It's been like in front of every movie we've seen for like the past month. <laughs> Which one Not is this that? one. That's the. It's the guy. It's the only trailer that has an invisible man in it. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's called the Invisible Man. Yeah, the one that keeps just sticking with me is that Brahms or whatever Brahms. It's, it's different. Oh, no, yeah, it's, it's not got that it's got man. the uh, it's got um, what's her name from Mad Men and um, The Handmaid's Tale yeah. in it. Yeah. Oh, I can't think of her name. I'm so yeah. sorry. Forgive me. But I don't watch either. She's wonderful. She's great. Yeah. I'm just going to pretend I didn't see any trailers, and I'll be really surprised. But they the make thing. her seem like she's crazy, but he's actually, and they yeah. think he's dead, but he's actually oh, invisible. Yeah, now okay. it's all coming back. I got to I gotta have that explained to me. <laughs> yeah, I really do. I, I, I got to say, this is like the third or fourth movie I've seen in this theater, uh-huh. and Every time I sit down and get that chair reclined out, I like, oh, forget I'm here. Yeah. I'm just watching it on a big, I, like, I feel by myself. It's, it's it really is. Yeah, you're yeah. kind of isolated. It's nice because there's that wall in front of you and the wall yeah. behind you. There's nobody kicking the back of your seats or anything like that. But yeah, those I can't watch a movie without those seats again. Yeah. Even it's at home, now. I'm like, I wish I had it's those great. seats. Yeah. Was, yeah. And see, we didn't even pay Josh to say that. He just <laughs> no, says nice things because true. he actually enjoyed the experience. Josh, thank you for joining us yeah. for the movie. We appreciate it. it. Blast. There is Call of the Wild. We'll catch you next week here on xrock.com.